This is Talking Dirty, Get Gardening's podcast for plant lovers. The video version is available on our Get Gardening YouTube channel, so you can head over there if you want to see our ugly mugs, and there are pictures of the plants there as well. There are full plant lists on our Twitter and Instagram at Get Gardening Now, so go check those out. But without further ado, let's start Talking Dirty. This is a potentilla. Here's the main, the leaves, and the flowering stems make skirts all the way around of beautiful, soft pink flowers, which are pretty much finished, but they're soft pink with a dark eye, dark sort of red eye. And I always say it's like uh, strawberries and cream with the strawberries crushed into the middle. Beautiful, beautiful color combination. Uh, And it has had a lot of flowers, but they are gone now. Potentilla Hopwoodiana. Oh, that's a flomo plant for me. Allium, what used to be called Allium spiralis. Yeah. It's now Allium senescens montanum. Uh, and it does tend, especially when they're young, you get this nice spiral effect in the leaves. But uh, the bigger and older the plant, the more it just becomes a mat. I think it's better as a young plant, really. Look at that. There's a geranium and canum self-sewed into the middle of the alum. <laughs> I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. <laughs> this is an incredible plant. I This is the first time, I, last year was the first time I ever grew this. This is sea lavender, Limonium latifolium. I think that's incredible. Why didn't anybody tell me you could get this great lavender cloud with those big, bold leaves? That's a bloody amazing. Do you must grow that? Yeah. Or do they normally, do they normally get so big? No, I think they probably get slightly not quite as big as what as you've got. You see, that's the advantage of having a gravel garden over clay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, maybe maybe it's got its roots really down there, yeah. ten inches, twelve inches down. Yeah. Strangely, because I've got a bit of a thing for sunset shades. The only limonium I've grown is one of the sort of apricotty, sunsetty ones. But I was so pleased with how they just germinate like mustard and cress. They they're wonderful. Great, yeah, and they grow quite fast. So I was impressed. Um, uh, Ophiopogon platyscapus nigrescens. I've heard people say this likes it damp. <laughs> well, it seems to me it likes it very dry <laughs> and hot and sunny. It couldn't be happier if it tried. My husband painted eyes on the ruddy ball, ball one morning, and I came out and screeched <laughs> when I saw them. I had no idea. And here is the last two or three seeds, five five seeds left on uh, Stipa barbata. This is just one of the most beautiful grasses ever. It's very boring all the rest of the year. It's just grass. But for about three weeks in the summer, it's incredible. Every breath of air, look at that, just, it just floats. Absolutely incredible. So beautiful. All the rest of them have fallen. There were loads. So I'm very pleased with that. Those those are seeds. The seeds are at the base. When they fall, here's one that's come out, actually, I can see. If I put that against the, so there's its tail flowing in the wind. And here's the seed there. And the seed is quite heavy. And when they fall, they almost invariably fall straight down and embed themselves immediately in the gravel. I come along and I pick, when I'm collecting the seed, I find them in the gravel sticking straight up and I just pick them out. 
And what the, the, the curly top does is as the wind blows and as it gets damp and dry, it basically acts like a screw, corkscrew, and it screws the seed further and further down into the ground. It's amazing to design a plant. Oh, it's genius. I sell the seeds, but I always keep the feathers because I think they're so beautiful. <laughs> I have bouquets of Stephen Barbata feathers. <laughs> the marina has finished. Uh, there's three flowering spikes. There's one little flower. Uh, marina longifolia. This is from Nepal. And this is a good story. This is the, the flowers open white. In fact, this is quite true of a lot of flowers. They open white. And they turn pink when they've been fertilized. They yeah. blush. Uh, and Nicotiana mutabilis is exactly the same. Opens white, she, turns pink. She's fertilized. actually blushing because we know what she's been up to. She wants the bees to know that she's no longer a virgin. <laughs> Come and get me. Have you smelled the snap and crushed the leaves, Derry? Oh, yes, they, they have an odd smell. Yeah. I can When I've been collecting seed, I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you think it smells of? I honestly can't tell you, but I mean, I I, I just like it. <laughs> it's very distinctive. How <laughs> <laughs> very diplomatic! If I go yes, and like, if I dye my hair or I buy a new outfit and I go and see my nanny and she says, "Oh, that's different," it sounds a bit like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Interesting. That's yeah. such a good word. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> like, I don't like it. I don't know why you do. <laughs> <laughs> this might be an interesting plant. This, you know, a Schultzias, a Schultzia californica. I have them all over the, another part of the garden. I have loads of Schultzia californica, which have all flowered brilliantly and now died back and left their seeds behind to carry on for next year. Some of the plants will live for next year, but basically it's completely finished flowering and the plants aren't very good the next year really i think they're best the first year but this is a form of schultzia californica called coastal form this is one plant four and a half feet across maybe five feet across one plant it's four years old it's been in flower since the beginning of june and it's not got as much flower on it now but there's still quite a bloody lot of flower yeah. <laughs> you know eggy yellow i mean yellow 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 with orangey metals but i'm really impressed with this plant and it hardly self-sows it's like it knows it can live longer so it doesn't bother i get there is one seedling over here there's an, a seedling in this ocean area and there's one seedling over here in next to stormy pink has good leaves look how good those leaves are yeah. beautiful gray cut leaves and that's it Four years of self-sowing and I've got three seedlings. What is going on? <laughs> it is perfectly easy to grow from seed. I don't have any trouble germinating it. I don't know why it's so reluctant to self-sow. But in a way, it's like a com it's almost the opposite of an ordinary Eschultzia where you expect it to self-sow. It's such a lovely mat, that Eschultzia. It ha was a stunner a month ago. The whole thing was yellow. It's, you know, it's looking a little tired now, but I mean, what's it had? Three months? So flower? What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful tapestry of plants, Derry. It is absolutely fabulous. Everywhere you turn the camera, there is so much to look at. Good, good. Should we go back inside or 
I actually have another gravel garden. I could start again at the beginning, but it's probably <laughs> too much, too many. Do you have more gravel gardens? Yeah. You want more gravel gardens? Always. I said at the beginning, I love gravel gardens. <laughs> hey, go for it. So we'll, there's a gravel path leading to the gravel garden. This isn't, this isn't really a gravel garden, it's just a path. Uh, but a lot of gravelly plants here, Erigeron carvinskianus, lots more salvias. I had a statue repestris. I love that. Uh, there, there's a proper California poppy, which is blooming now. That's just an odd straggler. Round we go. The uh, This new gravel garden, it's basically an enormous raised bed. So at this end, we have a four-foot wall completely filled with new crappy soil that's free-draining and poor as I could find, uh, which wasn't, you know, just anything I had left over, really. And then three inches of gravel on top because I realized that I didn't really need eight inches of gravel here because there was quite a lot of drainage on a four-foot high-raised bed. Uh, at the other end of this gravel garden, it's ground level. There's probably just three inches of gravel on the uh, on soil. Clay. Uh, but this end is very deep, uh, but not quite so, not very deep gravel, but very deep drainage. And there's some incredible things here. The best thing of all is that has vanished right here, where you just see quite a lot of gravel. This uh, a month ago was, or two months ago, was uh, about eight foot by eight foot of tropiolum polyphyllum. Yeah. Which incredible, hardy, Chilean, tuberous nasturtium. And it is so beautiful. It's just incredible. The foliage is divine. The flowers are divine. It comes up. They're like little sea serpents coming up out of the gravel. And then uh, um, just a eight-foot mat of flowers and foliage and these winding sea serpenty stems. Just amazing. Lovely glaucous foliage. And then in July, glaucous, glaucous foliage. And by July, by the middle of July, it's dead as a doornail. There's nothing left. It just You can just brush it away. So dead. Uh, and all these other things have come through basically since then. Um, it's one of my favorite plants. It is a pain in the butt. I was told to plant it three feet deep. I basically built the gravel garden around my tuber. I had one tuber and I planted it. Well, it was probably only two feet deep, but it was deep and really deep. And this year we tried to excavate to see if we could get any more. And I did eventually down there they are amazing have you grown this um, i have grown it several times and each time it disappears now i know why i didn't plant it deep enough <laughs> yeah oh it's incredible absolutely incredible uh they were really deep and they have these long thick things rhizomy things that connect them to the surface but i think they must regrow those every year those yeah. these long they're not really stems because the, the stem, the, what you see, the stem comes out of the end of these long, thick things. I had no idea until I dug mine up what was going on underground. Anyway, that's what isn't here now. <laughs> what is here now is a little New, a little New Zealand epilobium called glabellum, which I absolutely love. Very tender. Again, it's been in flower for too long. It's getting a bit sad. Uh, no water. Oh, no, maybe this has, I think this might have had water by accident when I was watering over there. I, I 
planted tender climbers. The Ipomea, you see that there's some Ipomea and some Lab Lab there. I had to water them, so I think this might have gotten water then. But basically, not much water. Uh, a wonderful erodium. Fran's Choice goes on and on and on flowering. And this scabious, I'm very fond of this scabious. It's called uh, Argentia, Scabiosa Argentia, with the silver foliage. Argent is silver. Silver foliage, a little white flowers, very subtle, very soft. I just, I don't know why, I'm really, it's just, it's one of those subtle plants that you could easily walk by and not see, but I really like. Here's another Verbassum roripifolium, a uh, young one. You see, it's hard to see because it's just not very much there. It's just flowers <laughs> hanging in the air. There's just so many plants. There's so much excitement. <laughs> well, that's me all over. Too many plants. I can't help myself. There's always another one that I want to grow. Scutellaria Texas Rose, a little shrubby scutellaria. Deep, deep pink. Loves this hot, dry situation. Oh, it's a shame we haven't got a flower open on this. This dianthus here has long, scrawly stems. Not upright at all. Let's see if I can find a flower that has the most extraordinary flower of anything. Dianthus uh, Chomley Faran. Ah! <laughs> Did I show you that last No, one? the only person I've ever seen growing this plant is Alan Gray. <laughs> Alan Gray is your plant, Alan. It is so outrageous. It is. <laughs> the most outrageous. We have not got a single flower. God damn it. But... <laughs> It's incredible. I think I might Tell find a flower for the close up of that, Derry. Oh my God! And you get you get this nice basal foliage, and then you get these ridiculously long, 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 long stem with just two or three flowers at the end. But they are the best flowers. It and looks lovely if it if you get it close to a wall where it can hang over. It looks lovely. Yes, yes. Oh, I planted mine too far away. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, Euphorbia rigida, uh, yeah. lovely, lovely foliage. Mine really never blooms. Does yours bloom? Yeah, it does blooms. And I'll tell you what I do. I actually plant any kind of crocus as long as it's pale mauve growing through that silver foliage in spring. It looks lovely. Wow. Okay. Okay. Crocus time. And the euphorbia will hide the crocus leaves afterwards. Yeah. Here's a great British native where I think is incredibly beautiful. It's a ring, maritimum. I've seen it growing in the dunes. Uh, I found this incredibly hard to grow. This took me years to get it going, but now it's finally going. In fact, it's made a baby, so I've now got two. Uh, but <laughs> I just think it's beautiful. The flop, there's a flower. It has a blue flower head. Uh, where am I? <laughs> there's the blue flower head, and these wonderful silvery gray bracts, just forever and ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first couple of years, I don't know. I don't know if there's slugs or too much rain or what, but it was very unhappy. But this year, it's really, I think it's really liking this summer. Yeah, I think you're right. They, yeah, they are. Uh, they're fabulous. There's nothing quite like just seeing them on the beach. We holidayed not a million miles yeah. away from Southwold in June and just walking along the beaches and seeing all these sorts of plants in situ is just lovely. Yeah, it's wonderful. We've got on the other side of this gravel garden, there's some Glaucium corniculatum. Yeah. Here's a wonderful Cecily, Cecily gamiferum, just like silver lace. Uh, evergreen, 
a beautiful foliage all year round. It takes about three or four years for me anyway to get it to flower. And in fact, I have a huge one over there that is not in flower this year. I don't know how it can be so big and not flower. <laughs> I have a friend, Derry, who came to the garden the other day and he said, um, you haven't got any Cecily anywhere. I said, no, I haven't. I'm going to grow, grow some seed. I've got to send an order after Derry Watkins, special plants. And he said, well, I've got 50 plants of that. I said, right, they're mine. So you'll be seeing it at East Russell next year. In la- I, I might buy some seed in. I had no other, or I might have, I have friends who grow it. I might be able to get some seed, but at the moment I haven't got seed. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, Allium Schubertii, which is this incredible explosion firework allium. I planted those over there in what I call Allium Alley over there. <laughs> and they kind of basically dwindle away. If I plant six, I'll have four the next year. And the next year I might have two or three and then they gradually vanish. And so I just keep replanting them because I think they're very beautiful. And you know what? It's self-sowed in the gravel (laughs) where it wants to be. And doesn't that look amazing? Just leaping out of the ground all by itself. Yeah. So I expect that one will probably live for years and years. Yeah. And it's the perfect setting because something like that, it needs the space. It needs to be able to just sit there going, pow. Yes. It would be far better without the grass. You know, you really don't want the grass there. But I didn't want the This is a schizacrium. You see that it's beginning to turn purple. When the weather gets cold, it will be purple and blue-gray, half and half. Oh, just stri- striped, basically. Not striped, but it streaks of purple in it. Oh. Schizacrium. Schizacurium. Here's a different schizacurium. Uh, they, they need the cold weather to turn purple. But it's beginning to turn a little bit purple. This one's prairie blues. And this, the other one is standing ovation, which the Americans say is better. It's not clear to me that it's better. We'll have to see. There's a nice panicum here. I think that's panicum Shenandoah. Oh. Really purple already. Not a great grower. A bit of a wimp, but beautiful foliage. <laughs> Verbena Bampton. Oh, my God. Just amazing. <laughs> Self-sows, probably a bit too much. Gorgeous, dark, dark, fine foliage. Little, tiny, pale purple flowers. Again, an airy plant. There's not much there. Very hard to photograph, but very impactful when you get a lot of it. I love that word, impactful. That's exactly what it is, because I tried to describe it to Graham the other day, and I couldn't find the words, but impactful is exactly right. <laughs> Go Derry. <laughs> more eryngiums, lots more eryngiums. I love eryngiums. And the most impactful, of course, Romneas. Oh, my God. Oh, Rom- oh, yeah. oh my God. Invasive. <laughs> Hard to establish. Glorious. <laughs> If you're going to be invaded by something, it might as well be something beautiful. I love fried eggs. <laughs> the giant California tree poppy. I mean, they're enormous and flutter in, in the wind. Just every breeze catches them. And Just, again, glaucous foliage, indicative of hot weather. Yeah. Yeah. And this year, much more upright than usual. Usually they are quite floppy here. Yeah. They, uh, half the stems would have fallen over by now, whereas this year there's glorying in it. I saw it growing wild in California on a stony hillside, I mean, with no soil at all. Absolutely do you amazing. Cut your, do you cut yours back in the winter, Derry? 
I, in le- early spring, and I have it's just what I do with the salvias. Early spring, I cut off virtually yeah. everything through last year. Yeah. Again, yeah. otherwise it overgrows itself. Yeah, exactly. Actually, and above that, unbelievable are the acacia. Ah. Acacia Liana purpurea. Fabulous foliage. The most beautiful foliage of any tree. Blue gray, flushed with purple. Fine foliage. Absolutely stunning. Oh. Uh, I have no idea what you're looking at. I'm holding it over my head. <laughs> um, uh, it's not reliably hardy. I will lose that the next time we have a hard winter, but it's quite fast growing. Uh, and I think it's worth planting, even if those probably only live three or four years. And uh, it's easy it's to just, seed as well. It's, it, it's, it's a pea family, isn't it? Provided you have reasonably fresh seed, it is easy from seed and quite amazingly quick. A couple yeah. of years to flower. I mean, not the, I'm not interested in flowers. I don't even like the flowers. It has yellow uh, acacia flowers and it, on that blue-gray foliage. I think it looks all wrong. I don't. I love it. <laughs> but, but, you know, just, well, there you go. There you go, yeah. You can have my flowers. I'll send them to you. <laughs> Thank you. That'll be a delight in February. <laughs> yeah, in February, yes. Uh, there's the big Cecily gomiferum that isn't flowering for some unknown reason, but it's pretty damn big. <laughs> A Thamnocordus, a Restio from South Africa. This is the only one that does well for me because we're quite alkaline. And all the other Restios really want acid soil. In South Africa, they are bog plants. They grow in water. Uh, but here, they won't take the, the wet feet in winter. So I have to grow them in the gravel garden to keep them alive in the winter. They would be happier if they were in a bog in the summer, but they survive here in the gravel garden. And That's they are amazing. very... It's again very mo- a moire plant. You get those le- those stem narrow stems moving against each other, and you get the moire patterns. There must be a better word than moire. Is there a word for you get when that's you know? I'm sure there is, but moire does it. Yeah. Oh, watered water silk. I can't. Sorry? Think. It's like watered silk, isn't it? Yes, yes. Watermarks you get on silk. Yes. And there, when I was a child, there was a dress. I think it was silk that I had that changed color depending on the light. You yeah, could move that's it. it. it that's silk. Purple, silk yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's the way the warp and the weft work together. And one side yeah. touches the light in one direction and one in the other. Yes. And it's something to do with, I think there's tiny ridges in the silk that catch the light from different angles or yeah. something like that. I think this, that's kind of it for here. This is amazing, Derry. I feel like we've sent you out to fry for like an hour in the yeah, sun yes, of your it's rather hot out here now. <laughs> we appreciate your sacrifice, Derry, because we have loved it so much. Well, I, I think, I mean, this has been a very, very valuable lesson in some of the plants that we probably going to have to be growing in our gardens in future years as a result of, of climate changing. And I mean, I've written virtually everything that you've you've spoken about dairy i've written down because i am going to overhaul the mediterranean garden next year now i've got you know i've got weeds in there and the the weeds are agapanthus they're everywhere (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know some plants they do become a weed if you're not careful and with us agapanthus is one of them so alan you are going to use today's gravel garden tour as a bit of inspiration for your mediterranean garden overhaul well, yes, I am. And I mean, there's, you know, so many things that, that, that Derry's mentioned today are so important, I think. Um, 
peony camber de, cambacedesii or whatever it says, however you say it. Yeah. It's a plant yeah. I hadn't thought of growing in the gravel garden, but I will now. Um, going through the list, I mean, the, the fact that you can double chop perovskias, which I think are now salvias, actually, in botanist terms, but I think you yeah. can double chop them to get them to behave how they would normally. That's that's an important tip, I think. You know, yeah. all these kind of things, like iochroma, for instance, don't put it out as a youngster because you'll lose it. Plant it out when it's woody. Um, I've just yeah. grown the I've grown the red form from seed this year, and I'm going oh, to have. Oh, I think that I think that's more tender, the red form. Oh, is I it? Think. Well, well, I haven't I haven't tried it outside, but I just when somebody gave it to me a few years ago, she said it was tender. Right. Well, let's throw them wrong, Gary. <laughs> yes, let's throw them wrong. It doesn't look to me. My plants are quite big now. They don't look very woody. Ah, well, then that mine are not woody because they're young. Um, right. I think this this whole little tour of, of Derry's gravel garden is the future way the garden, our gardening is going to go, um, especially if you want to have um, plants that flower well for you. I mean, plants like, you know, we're going to have to forget the traditional big florist delphiniums and phloxes and all those kind of plants, unless we have unlimited supplies of water to distribute. But I think, you know, we're going to need the water for other things. And so we have to be mindful of the fact that we are now having to... Um, having to garden responsibly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was I was really enjoying a shot of your foot, but I'm glad you uh you <laughs> I suddenly realized you didn't want to see my foot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it really it really looks wonderful and it's so inspiring and and I do need to overhaul various plants in my garden and you've given me so much inspiration, uh, Derry. You always do. I mean, everyone needs to go and follow your your Instagram and your Twitter because you're always sharing interesting plants. And um, my Flomo, actually, to move on to the Flomo section, that fear of missing out you get about a flower or a plant that you want to grow. I immediately saw it, and I can see it right now. That absolutely wonderful Erythrina cristigalli, which you shared. Mm. I think probably pre-bleaching, you shared a photo on your Instagram when it was just looking yes. so red and luscious and lustrous and lovely. Yeah. And um, you're right, sexiest of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> when Absolutely. that's fine, I can't believe it. Absolutely <laughs> fabulous. I think it will probably be a next garden plant. I'm not sure I'm going to manage any great success with it in my current tiny garden, but it's on the wish list for a future a future plot. Uh, so well, yes, I'll tell I you what, Plunder, I have I have it planted outside on the wall in the tea garden. Um, I also have one in a pot. And I also have another one in a pot. Uh, <laughs> kind of like mayor and spare. And the, reason, the reason I have those things in pots is because I'm of the instinct, as Derry said, not to plant them out too soon. Don't plant out your youngsters, they'll die, and then you'll lose heart and you won't ever grow it again. So I'm keeping them until they get big enough. So providing I've still got them, I might share one with you. <laughs> and then that can go in the downstairs toilet with a man of hot grahami eye over winter. <laughs> <laughs> Peter will be so pleased. <laughs> Uh, Derry, do you have any Flomo at the moment? Is there anything that you wish you could get your hands on? Uh, it's not a gravel plant, but there's an American woodland plant called Spigelia marylandica. Yeah, which I do have yes. one of, but it is so weird and beautiful. They're, the flowers are red and green, and they they just uh, they're, they're very strong. They're not big flowers, but very strong contrast between the red and the green in the flower itself. 
And I'm really in love with it. I want to have a whole lot. <laughs> I've been trying to make mine set seed. I think I may have got that in a pot. You have it in a pot. Has yeah, yours well, ever made any seed? I, no, I, I mean, this is my first year with it. And oh, I right, put it in right. a pot and I've been growing it in shade deliberately. Yes. Um, yes. Because I wondered whether it would not be hardy with me. I don't know. Um, so I've oh, been I think it would be very hardy. Oh, good. I saw, it, I saw it growing in the woods in Pennsylvania. I mean, yeah. you know, it's colder than here. Yeah, yeah. But I, sometimes, sometimes, Derry, remember that Pennsylvania is under snow, which is relatively dry. We don't, they don't have the wet roots that probably we have in our winters. That's true. That's true. I, my one plant is now three years old, hasn't minded my wet winters. I would plant it in the ground, or at least maybe next spring plant it in the ground. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, and that's another lesson, everybody. Don't plant yeah. any of the things in the autumn. Always wait until the spring. And Except for hardy things, when you really do want to plant them in the autumn. Well, I think, I think in, in all honesty, I mean, things like trees and shrubs you should plant in the autumn when there, hopefully there will be rain and the soil is still warm enough for the roots to make some kind of little growth or start to grow before with yes. the onset of winter. Um, yeah. But any new plant, yeah. whether it be desert, whether it be Mediterranean, whether it be terrestrial or whatever, you know, wherever it comes from, remember the first year you will need to keep an eye on it and make sure that it gets irrigation. I'm still stuck on the idea of that spigelia just being in a woodland in Pennsylvania. I can't imagine seeing such a spectacular plant like just walking through a woodland and there it is with its red and its green being just utterly crazy. Um, I would love to see that in the wild. What an amazing thing. Exactly. That's It stops me in my tracks. And I, I spent quite a lot of time trying to find it in this country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right then, Alan, where are you at with your Flomo? You certainly have plenty of inspiration. Well, my Flomo is um, is going to be, um, well, I've told you about it before, off the air, shall we say, is a fig, a ficus, jolly tiger. Um, <laughs> and I must say, I think I have found it because I have done a deal with one Mr. Matthew Pottage. Um, <laughs> And I think he's offered to grow it for a, what, what? What is fig to Jolly Tiger? It's a very, very variegated fig, yellow and green. The leaves are enormous, like an ordinary fig, yellow and green. And the fruit is also variegated, yellow and green. Um, and it's just yeah. in short supply. I know two, two, two people that have it. And Matthew has offered to grow me one as a cutting. But there is a deal attached to this. And the deal is that I have to go to Wisley so that he can show me Wisley um, to get my fig. And that... that <laughs> That I readily <laughs> agreed to because I, I just love the excuse of going down to <laughs> and talking plants with somebody as knowledgeable as him. So it's that. But it's also my Flomo has to be an awful lot of the plants that um, Derry's been talking about because, you know, Aringium maritimum, for instance, is something I've had and lost. Um, and, you know, Cecily gumniferum, we talked about that, but I've got I've got 50 plants coming. Um, you know, so many of these plants I've... <laughs> oh, it was just brilliant, Derry. Thank you. That's all I'm going to say because I've got I'm replanting the uh, Mediterranean garden, but not until next spring, on your advice. Oregano <laughs> <laughs> um, or oregonum, depending on how you say it, where you come Oregonum. Yeah, I mean that um, Kent Beauty took me back years because. I used to grow that. I'd forgotten about it. And it's just such a lovely thing. And, you know, those beautiful bracts, bracts go on forever. So, yeah, love it. 
There's my flomo. Yeah, it's, it's all it's, it's all of everything. Yeah, well, is that's I mean that's dairy, isn't it? All of everything. We have had a wonderful time, dairy. I'm I'm almost glad that we didn't have time for the gravel garden last time, so that we could just dive <laughs> in. It has been so perfect and to have really a look around. For it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. And so pertinent at the at the time when we this time when we find ourselves so short, short of water. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. You are always welcome back. We'd have you every week, Derry, if we could. <laughs> oh, it's it's a deal, deal. I'm there. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> when the call comes. <laughs> Until next right. time, have a wonderful time in that fabulous garden of yours and happy gardening, everybody. Happy gardening, everybody. <laughs> hey, Fordis here. Just to say thank you so much for listening to Talking Dirty. You are now officially our favourite person. If you really liked it, please do subscribe because we'll be back for more plant-loving mayhem next week. And as you're our new favourite person, we don't want you to miss out. If you've got a question for Alan and the experts, you can email it to hello at getgardeningnow.co.uk. So happy gardening, and we'll see you, oh favourite person, next time. Hey.